You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. One of the ways you can listen to Real Presence Radio is via our app. If you don't have it, head to the app store on your phone and search for Real Presence Radio. Once you have it, you can listen to great daily programming like Real Presence Live. Find the daily podcast if you happen to miss a show, reflect on the daily mass readings, submit a prayer request, and even become a part of this family if the Lord is calling you to donate. So take a moment and download our app as we prepare to head into our next interview. I have that app. I have... uh I also have the uh, website right on my bookmark, so I can go and listen anytime I want when I get on Wi-Fi or I'm on the road. So it's really grand. So everybody, Real Presence Radio app, it's yours if you want it. All right, everybody. We are moving into a segment to talk about what's happening here at the University of Mary, which is where we're airing our show from right now. Ed Konechka, you're live with me here. Thanks for being with us. You're welcome. Good morning, Father Vosik. Good morning. Ed is the Associate Director of our University Ministry here at the University of Mary, so he'll be speaking about various things with regard to an event that we're talking about. And also, Father John Burns, my dear friend, is on the phone. Are you there, Father? Yes, what's up? Dude, I love you. Thanks for being on the show. I can't believe we're doing this. This is fantastic. <laughs> Everybody, cool this is the first, this is our first time doing this, right? For sure it is, and I still don't even feel like it's real. Are you really <laughs> broadcasting right now, Father Craig? Like, they, they put you in front of the mic? Yeah, no, they trust me for that. I don't know why. They ran out of other options. <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> Dude, awesome. it's so great. All right, so yeah. what we want to do here today... Uh, Hopefully you can keep me on track because I will probably get distracted and start talking about how wonderful our friendship is. But we need to focus on <laughs> other things, right? Well, that could be a true reflection. It absolutely is. A yep. vocation to the priesthood, you can have dear and deep, meaningful relationships with other priests. We could talk about that. So let's just That's talk true. about us now. Yep. <laughs> All right. But what we really want to do is uh, we want to get to a point where we talk about the vocation jamboree that's taking place at the University of Mary. So we'll, we'll get there, but we'll start just at the beginning. Um, first of all, Father John, thanks for being on air with us, if you could share with us a little bit about who you are and uh, where you're coming from, uh, that'd be grand. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to be out there with y'all. I, uh, I'm a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, a diocesan priest. Grew up in a regular family of four kids, uh, two parents, just a, kind of a normal home. And um, went to undergrad, studied business marketing, uh, wasn't at all interested really in the priesthood. I was actually running away from the priesthood at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, took a couple of years after college to fight against the Lord, and then finally submitted, because the Lord always wins. Uh, <laughs> ended up uh, studying philosophy for a little bit, and then went over to Rome and studied theology for five years, and that's where I got to know you, Father Craig. Uh, many stories about those years, but uh, <laughs> since then... Yeah, just a beautiful journey in the priesthood of uh, ministry as a priest, as a pastor, an associate pastor, doing vocations work now, finished up some doctoral studies, and uh, currently, yeah, work with both men and women who are discerning their vocations. So I work in our vocations office for the priesthood, and then I work as well, um, assigned by the Archbishop to the uh, promotion of women's religious and consecrated life to help mm-hmm. young women who are just trying to listen for the voice of uh, the bridegroom, figure out if he's inviting them to himself. So... I'm loving life. I think, uh, yeah, I'm obviously biased, but I think being a priest is like one of the greatest things on earth. And I, 
I praise the Lord every day that He invited me to this, and I feel really blessed to know that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing uh, every day, which is just a, a gift. It's a real great gift. Yeah, no, it is. It's so great to find the place where you belong. And the priesthood yes. is where everybody belongs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's move over to you, Ed, for a moment. Tell us a little bit about yourself since you're on with us. We want to hear about your vocation. You're not a priest. I am not a priest. <laughs> uh, I, I was born, raised uh, on the south side of Chicago, uh, Polish and Irish parents, which uh, is what the whole south side of Chicago used to be, at least. And uh, so I had five uh, in our family, five kids, mom and dad. And uh, I met and fell in love with a woman who's from up here. And so we actually spent the first half of our marriage in the Milwaukee Archdiocese. Uh, nice. Father Burns, I was youth minister at uh, St. Benedict's in Fontana, oh, about as far church. southwest as you can get uh, in yeah. the diocese. And, uh, and now we're here, and I was youth minister in town here for five years, and now I've been at the University of Mary for seven. So my wife, Melanie, and I have six kids, and... Uh, uh, I, I'm hoping that we can get through all the Volk Jam stuff, not to short it, but enough time to hear one or two of those stories about Father Voss. No, nope, not going to have time. <laughs> we do not have time for that. Not if Father John is talking. <laughs> I'm not sure I can be filtered. We probably don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ed, so Father John uh, spoke so beautifully already about how... Uh, when you find the place that you belong, there's just great joy. And he's, yeah. and he's, he's settled into the priesthood with that great confidence of knowing the Lord. Say, say something about it. I'm sure it's the same, huh? So when you find your vocation, it's difficult. Marriage, you know, priesthood is difficult. But just the, the, the joy or the delight or the comfort or the security, we could say, of knowing that I am where the Lord has called me. Yeah, there's, I have to stop and think first about <laughs> how to say that well. The, the reality yeah. for me is that um, it's... It's my path to holiness, yeah. right? It's it's uh, and and sometimes that's a difficult road. Uh, I I have a saying that my wife hates, and so I probably shouldn't say it on the radio. Uh, but you will, but because I'm going guy. to. There yeah. we go. Because yeah, um, I think that marriage is the crucible that brings selfishness out of men. Uh, but for all of us who don't want to be selfish, right? That's a good thing. Uh, I'm a better man now, 23 years into marriage, than I was, and I didn't recognize my own selfishness. And uh, it took marriage and uh, the commitment that that brings and, uh, and keeping your eyes on your kids and on your, on your spouse uh, and desiring their holiness that uh, worked on that. And uh, so it's beautiful now. And I, I can say 23 years, our marriage is the best it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And uh, watching the graces flow off from that are amazing. Yeah, she probably doesn't like the word crucible because then she associates herself with somehow being uh, something that's that's crushing you or something like that. Yeah, but, but it's all internal, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, on no. the, it's, it's on the, the inside. Lord. It is. It, it is. is the Lord. It is. It right. is beautiful. The vocation to marriage is beautiful, but I we want to talk about um, we want to talk about a more not more general but more really more particular in, in some ways to talk about uh, particularly like a religious vocation or a, a priestly vocation in a particular way. So anyway, Father John, um, what are some of your favorite moments, first of all, before we get to this Vogue Jam thing, besides like embarrassing moments with me? <laughs> <laughs> Which are all my favorites. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I think you put that really well. Ed, that, um, and that's something actually we're going to talk about at, at the event. It's just this, like, the fact of our discovery. We find ourselves and we give ourselves away. The church has, has been saying for decades now. And, uh, that's comes really from old parts of the tradition, that it's self-donation one discovers himself, that we get stuck in ourselves for us, unhappy, because uh, self just can't satisfy us. And the priesthood, like in, in, a, in a, an analogous way, a different way, but it's, it's, it bears a lot of parallels. We're just always giving. 
um, you can't like there actually can't be a priest or a consecrated religious woman and uh, and be selfish. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Like you right. you literally shut down. And so I think as a priest, like those moments of just the most tangible moments, Father Craig, you and I shared a number of these, but um, when you just give everything you've got and you've got absolutely nothing left and you have to keep giving. Uh, and a prime example would be some of these retreats that you and I direct together, Father Craig, we're just we'll fly in jet lag to um, give an eight day retreat to Mother Teresa's sisters and you have nothing in you by the sixth and seventh day. And by then, the sisters are asking for more and more and more. Another talk, uh, come visit or pray with some of the sick, uh, extra meetings. And you just, like, you're ground to a pulp, and humanly, you have nothing left. And then you get up there, or you get in front of the person you're praying with, and you get up and speak to the sisters, and just something comes out of you that is so beautiful. It's not of your own creation. Like, you're saying words that you maybe, like, never have really strung together before, and even thoughts that aren't really... Um, yours, and you just sort of watch the Lord uh, unlock the heart or the hearts in front of you, and as a priest, you just kind of have to bow down and be like, oh my goodness, like all of our theology is true, that I am, I've become an instrument of the Lord, and when my human physical resources are expended, He is still able to use me powerfully to speak His his liberating and and beatifying truth through me into the heart of the person or or the group in front of me, and so over and over again, and this happens as well in pastoral council settings, as well as in confession, as well as just in general giving the talk, when you just say things that you know are not yours, and you watch those things be the most effective things you say, and you're like, well, that wasn't me, so I can't take any real credit. But you just sort of stand in awe of the fact that the Lord perpetually invites himself into your life, and invites you to just speak for him, and, uh, and you watch the fruits of that, and all you can do is just marvel, be in awe at the, really the gift of consecration. And that the Lord has chosen, He can do it without us, but He chooses to do it with us and through us, which is just captivating to behold and very humble. Father John, I wish you would come to the University of Mary and talk to us. Can you do that? Oh, I have a good idea. Let's do just that. <laughs> hey, we have Let's a date that. that might work. We should check March 18th and see if that's going to work. <laughs> I, just want to listen to you. I just want to listen to you speak, man. This is great. It's so beautiful. So I just want to say something uh, weighing in on the, the beautiful things that Father John is saying about uh, coming to the end of yourself and giving generously and that the Lord just anoints and blesses that and brings about greater good than we could have done on our home on our own devices um, regularly brothers and sisters who are listening right now when Father John and I get, uh, co-lead this retreat we go back and forth giving talks and we each meet with different religious sisters uh, each day and different things what Father John says is true like by day five or six we start like falling apart but the beautiful thing in that is like I as Father John was talking about like and but you just keep giving yourself I watch him do that every year he just keeps giving typically what I do is I'm just like I'm done I'm going back to my room and I'm going to go suck my thumb <laughs> and Father John is just like no the sisters are asking I have to keep giving I have to keep giving because there's this there's this magnificent generosity in you Father John uh, especially for the heart of the bride for the sisters uh, that I that I we both are aware that I don't have that I, I enjoy it very much uh, but I don't have the same sacrificial giving uh, and I'll just go back to the room and start eating the snacks they give and <laughs> and take a nap and Father John's like, No, I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go do this and I'm gonna do that. I'm like that's amazing. So I just wanna I just wanna affirm that for you, Father, that uh you have really found that in this retreat and and in your work with religious that it opens you to just continue to lay yourself down in, in really extraordinary ways. It's really beautiful to watch. So I just wanna affirm our friendship for a well, moment there. 
Thanks for saying that, but you're you're short selling yourself too. I've seen you download a thirty minute talk that you did not have prepared uh, through like a two minute prayer session in front of the Blessed Sacrament. You just sit down. We get asked to give a talk. There's no prep time. We're running like crazy, and you just download a talk, give this beautiful exhortation that's like a half an hour long on something that you haven't even fully thought through. It's like just another prime example of how God will step up when we're generous. Uh, he's never outdone in generosity. He just blesses. So I've seen the same thing out of you. We were text everybody. We were texting each other and said, "Okay, praise each other as much as you can during this time." Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna go and praise each other. We're going to take a quick break here, everybody. We've uh, we're talking with Ed Kaneshka, Father John Burns. We're talking about vocation. We're talking about uh, the vocation jamboree, which is coming up soon at the University of Mary. So we're in the middle of that conversation. We're going to take a, a short break to check in on things and come back, continuing to speak to both of them about this wonderful event. So stay with here. This is Real, Real Presence, Presence Live, Radio. where the folks. This is Real Presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the real presence radio network I chose Mount Marty over at State School because of the small classroom sizes and because of the small faculty to student ratio. I want to be able to develop a relationship with my professors and not just be a number on the wall. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. You can really develop relationships with your professors and Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. You can join Father Tom Loomis and St. James Coffee on a life-changing travel experience on a tour to Poland where you will encounter Christ and His Church and learn from history, the life of Pope John Paul, the faith of the Polish people, and more August 22nd through the 31st, 2020. Participation in this tour provides financial support for St. James Coffee. You can stop by the coffee shop in Rochester to pick up a brochure or Ed Ventures can be reached at 800-658-7128. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for a full-time administrative assistant to the programming director. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills and have excellent oral and written communication skills. Tasks will include assisting in lining up daily guests for our local program, Real Presence Live, writing talking points and promotional material for program segments, and managing a programming calendar. Degree or experience in communication or business administration is preferred but not required. For more information, contact Brandon at 877-795-0122. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Father Craig Vosick, your host on this edition of Real Presence Live. We're glad that you're here with us. If you've missed any of this morning's show, you can find the podcast later today on our website, realpresenceradio.com. While you're there, you can consider sending in a prayer intention that we can specifically pray for or find out what's happening the rest of the week on Real Presence Live by visiting our news page. You can also see some of the great events happening in your local area under the Upcoming Events section. You can find all these things and more when you visit realpresenceradio.com. That's realpresenceradio.com. We're in the middle of a segment here with Ed Konechka of the University of Mary and Father John Burns, a priest of the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Uh, We're bringing the two together because we're talking about an event uh, that we host here at the University of Mary called Vocation Jamboree, Voc Jam in short. So, Ed... Voke Jam is coming up. It is. Yep. Uh, we've been doing this for a couple of years. You can talk yep. a little bit more about that. Why do we do it? What's the deal? Why is it important? And why do we host it at the University of Mary? Sure. Uh, first, I'll say that it is actually uh, probably my favorite event of the year. It's one of the more difficult ones because there's a lot of moving pieces. But watching it unfold uh, and watching its effect on our students, and even for me, what I get to participate in, uh, is a true joy. It's designed to bring to campus as many religious orders and communities and some service organizations as we can mm-hmm. uh, to give our students a moment to pause and say, you know, on the deeper level, what am I called to? How do I want to give my life away? Uh, a lot of our students here are looking for that. They're asking right now in their lives, uh, you know, where where is God calling me? And not just in a career, but but in a vocation with the capital V. And, and they get it. So this is an opportunity to encounter so many different uh, ways that that might play out. And also it's a great opportunity for them to see, especially if they come, like from where I grew up, we didn't have a lot of religious. And so we didn't get to see a lot of really happy thriving women religious and i think that's critical um even the the banter going on right now between the two of you i'm i'm mindful of a story of a friend of mine who went all the way through seminary but chose not to be a priest because he was afraid he wouldn't have the Mm. support he needed Mm. uh and uh you know the guys i know that are really thriving as priests is because they've got that fellowship they've got support from not just families or friends but also brother priests and uh, and so that kind of banter, I think, is a witness to the, uh, you know, to a life well lived, which is what everybody's seeking. Uh, so, vocation jamboree, we have. Uh, we'll start with mass on Wednesday morning, uh, on March 18th, and then throughout the rest of the day, every religious order that comes or service organization has a table, and they can uh, put up whatever represents who they are best. Uh, we've invited them this year. Something new to. Uh, produce a little 30 minute 30 second uh, video on the charism of their order so rather than having to come up and say something we're hoping some of them will be uh, able to put forth here's who we are in a little snippet and that's what we want we want our students to meet as many different uh, orders as they can to see hey this might be a way maybe to stir something within their heart within their soul Uh, the service organizations are uh, a parallel path but uh, like Net Ministries will usually be here, uh, Focus will be here, Young Disciples and Totus Tuus groups can be here, and a number of other ones. And uh, it's to say, even you know, what am I going? How am I going to give my life away this summer? Yeah. You know, how do I give my life away for a year while I'm also discerning uh, where I'm going to give away my life on the bigger scale? Yeah. So, uh, Ed, Father John and I love hanging out with religious sisters and brothers. Yeah. Uh, and so we hang out with, like, the missionaries of charity sometimes. We hang out with, like, he hangs out with the Sisters of Life and Dominicans. Ed, how about how many religious orders will be here? Uh, I think we're around 35 or 36. Father John, are you uh, hearing that? 
Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I told you how many religious orders will actually be here, uh, Father John. It's a lot. Yeah. It it's fills beautiful. the space, and it's so joyous. And, uh, and I'm glad you're going to have fun, but obviously it's for our students. No, I'm saying that playfully. Oh, I'm no way. It's all, <laughs> it's all for me. Priesthood is all about selfishness, man. I'm taking it all in. <laughs> but then we should connect. All right, so Father Burns is on because uh, it ends with a, a keynote. And every year we, I mean, we've had great keynotes. Uh, and this year is going to be Sarah Swafford and Father Burns. And so at the end of the day, after our students spend the day meeting all this religious, walking through it, and the religious come to that as well, uh, it's just a grand event. And so we're going to hear whatever their messages are presenting uh, that night. And it's just a beautiful day. For us, for the religious, one of the fun things is we've tried to make it valuable for them as well. Uh, we get a lot of questions. Hey, how much is it to have a booth? There's no cost to have a booth. We just want you here. You honor us. And so we have host families lined up. We do everything we can to minimize their costs. And we have them come Tuesday and stay Thursday. And so those that come Tuesday, we get to have a social with them just with us. And there, you and Father Burns, can, you know, come to that. Circle that, right? Uh, and then Thursday morning, we set aside time. We'll have uh, morning prayer and mass with the communities. And then have time for them to... Uh, do one-on-one meetings. So if they connect with a student in a particular way, they can say, hey, tomorrow, why don't you come back and let's let's take a half an hour and find coffee together. Beautiful. It's so good. Uh, so, Father John, this is what I want to come back to, what Ed said, and then I want to talk about uh, just the message that you might be bringing. You've shared some of it already, but he mentioned that... Uh, when he was young, there weren't a whole lot of religious around and didn't have a lot of experience of that. And I think that's, I think that's just the case. Um, in so many places, people are like, how do I think about doing something that I don't even know what it is? I mean, Father John, do you see that when you're talking with people? That there's like, uh, yeah, maybe I'll do that, but like marriage, because they see marriage all the time, and so they, they're drawn to it. Do you have any insight on that? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly what we're going to, Sarah and I are both going to talk about, the fact mm. that like, it's natural in us to be drawn to give our lives away, and in particular to do that in the context of uh, a loving relationship with a, a specific other. Uh, it's in our nature to love the opposite and to the opposite gender and want to give to them and establish a family there. So we all bear that. Uh, the question becomes, like, what is, is the Lord inviting me to, um, to offer all of those desires back to Him and to let Him consecrate those desires and not, not eliminate them, but break them open for availability to, like, the whole human family, that, that our desire, you and I, Father Craig, to be uh, husbands and fathers, like, we were espoused to the church, and we, uh, we father, you know, everyone that uh, is in the church, we're supposed to have a, a fatherly role in the lives of, of so many men and women, uh, analogously, the religious woman does that as a, as a bride of Jesus and as a mother, and so I think on that last one, I think it's so great that you bring all these different religious communities of women uh, onto campus, precisely, as you said, because we, most of us grew up without seeing sisters. Some of them, some of us had sisters around, but we didn't always see them because we weren't necessarily in their habits or we weren't aware of them, but being around sisters awakens something in the church, and that's because she, the, the religious woman, embodies and personifies the bride of Christ, and that's who the church is. And so that felt joy that we encounter is, is really just the heart recognizing its own identity, that we are a part of, of the, the body of Christ, the bride. Um, and so it's just so cool that you're going to do this on campus, and uh, yeah, in the evening, Sarah and I both are going to talk about the way we found our way to the Lord's will and the freedom that comes from that. Um, but especially we want to speak into uh, this need to be generous with the Lord, to not be afraid to give everything. That whatever the call is on our lives, that's our purpose. That's our fulfillment. And, and the Lord's just going to invite us to, to discern that, to really ask, like, okay, here's what I want to do, Lord, but like, what do you want? And is there a difference between those two? Because if there is, 
uh, you're right, Lord, and I'm wrong. You know, and I want to learn how to how to offer my life more perfectly and, and get out of my own way, so I can get out of your way, basically, God. This point that you're putting right there about my desire and the Lord's desire—are they the same or are they distinct? I think is very confusing for people. It's very confusing because people hear all kinds of things. Like they'll hear something where someone will say, "Well, just go to the deepest place in your heart, and that's probably where God is." And it's like, what does that even mean? That doesn't help someone because they're like well so just think about the thing that i want the most like the yeah, thing like that i'm most selfish on Wednesday. <laughs> cheeseburger with bacon Not on it on Wednesday. <laughs> um so i think it's just really important like father dubay i remember i don't know if you've spent much time with this father john but what, he talks about the gift so i'm thinking about our college students the gift and the purpose of the single life is to prepare oneself to give myself away yeah. Um, and so for the consecrated person, it's to, to give themselves completely to the Lord. And for a married person, it's to give themselves to an, uh, for yeah. the other. So this, to bring Vogue Jam to the University of Mary, where there's thousands of, of single people, uh, thousands of young people that are looking for where do I give myself away? Who do I give myself to? And then to bring all these religious sisters uh, and uh, brothers and, and brothers. various others. I mean, yeah. it, it's fantastic. So uh, you'll be... Will you be speaking on? Uh, you, you'll be speaking on consecrated life more, and Sarah will be speaking more on marriage, or it'll be more just that personal, that personal dimension, or is it kind of a back and forth talk where you ex- explore various themes, or you haven't written the talk yet, so don't don't ask that question or what? <laughs> no, we're going to bounce back and forth. Sarah and I are very dear friends, and yeah. I'm a friend of their family. I'm godfather to their little their littlest baby, John Paul. And so we're going to just kind of share a bit about our friendship and and look at friendship in the Lord and what that brings about. And then she'll share testimony from, um, yeah, the beauty and the sacrifice of married life, and I'll do the same around priesthood. And then I'll especially lean into what, what it looks like to discern, what it looks like to kind of net out the, the, the natural desires and the supernatural, uh, the natural state of life and, and what God calls us to, and especially how to, how to discern a religious vocation. Because we, we all need to ask that question of whether or not there's a, a calling on our life to, to a total self-gift to God and God alone and through Him the Church. Um, and if we don't discern that, we can always carry this doubt, and that's the aim. Yes, very good. Was there, Ed, Ed, you had something, one last thing? Yeah, just very brief. Oh. Is that, you know, it's for our college students, but also I want to make a call out. It's for high school students too, juniors, seniors in high school, right? If you're in the area, come hear these two great speakers. Come come to our campus, meet some, you know, come for supper time, meet some religious, and then come to the talk. So it's not just our students. Anybody's welcome to the evening session. Okay, great. Ed, thanks for being with us. You're welcome. Father John, thanks for taking time to be on the show with us today. Yeah, it's a joy. I look forward. Soon. I look forward to hugging you real soon, man. <laughs> I can't wait. God, All bless right. God, God bless, man. All right, we're really glad, everybody, that you're here. Up next, we're going to learn how one special program is looking to revive sacred music in our churches. And later, in a world that attacks the family, one married couple will show how family life is very beautiful, even amidst the daily struggles. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more real presence live to come. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.